half of the NBA team owners are Jews. Take that, Kyrie Irving. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. The latest episode of the Fifth Column Podcast is talking about how Kyrie Irving, you know, basketball superstar, is back from his suspension. And he was suspended because he had done some stuff that powerful people deemed anti-Semitic. And on his first game back, hundreds of black Hebrew Israelites showed up around the stadium that he plays at to support him. Like, they all wear purple, I think, jackets or something, which uh, say, Israel united in Christ. And these are African Americans who think that they are the real Jews, and apparently this group of people went around chanting, we are the real Jews. And I like to talk about the Jews, but I do love the Jews. Let's put it this way. There's only two countries in the world that have millions of Jews, and that's Israel and America. And those are both two very nice countries, and it's not a coincidence. And I think I've talked about some of this stuff before, but there'll be, there'll be some new information in this pod. But so Kyrie Irving, he got in trouble because he, I guess it was Instagram. He put it on Instagram. He put a link to um, a book, a movie, a movie based on a book on Amazon called From Hebrews to Negroes. And I don't know, the audio book apparently is 40 hours long, so it covers all sorts of crap, apparently. But somewhere in there, I think it says that, you know, in the Bible, when you hear about the Jews going from here to there and whatever, being persecuted or make, you know, saving the world or whatever, uh, according to this black Israelite idea, um, those are all black people, like sub-Saharan African, African-American style black people. And I like that title, From Hebrews to Negroes. It's a slant rhyme. Like, I learned that term when Eminem got popular, I don't know, what, 20 years ago? Like, he doesn't always rhyme, you know, like, duck rhymes with, well, fuck. He just did stuff that, you know, almost rhymes. Kind of rhymes, whatever. That's called a slant rhyme. And so Camille on the podcast, he's talking about the whatever, the Hebrews to Negroes book, but he couldn't remember the name. He's like, yeah, I listened to a little bit of that book. Uh, It was called From Heroes to Negroes. Wait, wait, is that what it was called? Uh, From Hebrews to Negroes. And then one of the other guys is like, that sounds like something that like a black preacher would say. From Hebrews to Negroes. And so just how like black people can say the N-word and talk about many subjects that non-black people are not allowed to talk about they brought a jewish guy onto the episode so he could you know basically he can say stuff about jews that the rest of us can't say which included the fact that half of the nba team owners are jewish and that the nba president president has been a jewish person for decades and this guy's theory why the nba kind of put the hammer down on kyrie irving I believe he got suspended for five games, plus some other stuff. He had to apologize. Had to do a fake apology. But Kyrie's thing followed very soon after Kanye West's, you know, considered anti-Semitic stuff. And do I think what they were saying was anti-Semitic? It's maybe, maybe, maybe not. Um, But I don't think it really matters, or at least not that part of it. I mean... More than half of the people in control of the NBA are Jewish, so 
Kyrie Irving, he's really good at basketball, but, you know, if it's him versus them, you can see who's going to win. And I think Kanye, he's like, I don't like the Jews because they're the ones in control of the record industry and whatever. They're ripping off black people, which may be true or not, but um, it looks like the Jews control the NBA, of all things, way more than they control, like, whatever, the record company or probably movies or the media or whoever. And then the, the Jewish guy on the podcast, he's saying, like, you know, how do you, how do you prove this? There, there are no stats, don't, and don't go looking for the stats. But uh, he was saying that a lot of the black NBA players do not like Jews. You know, how many is that? We don't know. But it would make kind of sense. It's like, you, you know, they, they are trying to get money, <laughs> ouch, out of a Jew. When they are negotiating their multi-million dollar contract... On the other side of the table, the person trying to not pay them the millions is a Jew. So, yeah, probably not going to be super fans of each other. And then Dave Chappelle hosted Saturday Night Live, I believe, last Saturday. And he got got up and did the opening monologue, like 15 minutes long. It was hilarious. Um, and kind of the basis of it was Kanye West's controversy with the Jews. And so apparently on Saturday Night Live... I don't think, you know, maybe sometimes, I think sometimes they write the monologue for you. But apparently sometimes you can write your own monologue, which is what Dave Chappelle did. And so he turned in a fake monologue. He's like, here, here, this is what I'm going to say. They checked off on it. And then he went out there and did a totally different monologue. And SNL hasn't been funny since Trump got elected. I mean, they weren't that funny before that. I mean, they were hilarious in the, you know, early 90s. But after Trump got elected, it was mostly just like jokes like, Trump, what a, what, a, what a bastard, am I right? And the audience would roar with, not laughter, they'd roar with applause, which is what you do when you agree with someone, but they, what they said wasn't funny. But I think Dave Chappelle, he must have come in there, you know, him and his crew probably wrote a bunch of skits. And so when they came in there, Saturday Live had, you know, there's probably 30, 45 minutes of funny stuff in that episode i highly recommend go on youtube look up the Chappelle saturday night live skits i mean they're just they're great there's a barbershop one there's another one where a white guy plays dave Chappelle's part for him like they wrote a skit where dave Chappelle does a bunch of black stuff and then the white guy has to go in there and say the lines for him and you know obviously it's like oh now the next line is when you say the n-word it's like "Ah, i ain't doing that but Kanye got canceled, you know, sort of. I think Adidas and, I don't know, anyways, various companies broke ties with him. And he went from being worth like $2 million down to be, or sorry, $2 billion down to half a bill. And apparently a while back he was on a podcast with like some other rappers, ones that I never heard of. And those rappers are just covered in gold chains. And Kanye West to them, he's like, you know why you wear gold chains and I don't? That's because you're a millionaire, and I'm a billionaire. But so, Kanye West got kind of canceled. Kyrie Irving got a little bit canceled. I mean, they're both smashing all the tang they want. Living in a giant house, flying private jets, etc. But for various reasons, it looks like Dave Chappelle is not really getting canceled. And like, first off, you can't cancel Dave Chappelle and his fans, you know, like... 
I think I think they did do that. Dave Chappelle, I think, was going to a, you know, some giant theater to do a comedy special or show, and they canceled it. And so he just rented another giant theater, you know, near that one, and did a show anyways. So hard to stop that. And then people really tried to cancel him because he's got he gets a bunch of money from Netflix, and so he did a comedy special. I don't know, two years ago, that was talking about trans people, and people tried to get Netflix to cancel him, and instead, Netflix told its employees, uh, you know, if, if, you, if you can't handle stuff that you don't like on Netflix, then this may not be the job for you. And then, the more interesting things that, why Dave Chappelle isn't getting canceled and people aren't trying, one of them is, I think people are getting tired of this. You know, people who do canceling are woke, they're on the left. And they're, you know, upper middle class white people. And they don't feel super comfortable canceling black people. And so, you know, it depends on who you ask. But Jews, they're kind of, they're kind of like whites. A lot of people think Jews are white. A lot, especially black people. Whoopi Goldberg got very mildly canceled for thinking that, uh, I don't know, six months ago. But it's a slippery slope. If you cancel, you know, if it, you know, if you just if you cancel black people just the way you cancel white people, you know, it ain't going to be just those two three guys. In fact, there's going to be tons of guys, you know, that would that would get canceled. And so I think I think people saw that people saw where this was heading. They were getting tired. They're getting tired of doing this thing that they don't want to do. One, yeah, two, yeah, oh, a third, I don't know, cuz then we do a third, we're going to do a fourth, and a fifth, and then five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. And, you know, black people are the coolest, right? I mean, they just are. I've talked about that. They're the coolest. And Jews, even though they're the richest and most powerful, they are also, well, they're, kind of, they're looked at as uncool. I think sometimes by themselves. And so I'm sure all across America, there's Jews who are like, damn, I wish I had a black friend. They're like, you know what, uh, Kanye West saying he's going to go DEFCON 3 on the jet, on the Jews. That's not exactly the same thing as having a black friend, but, I mean, they're talking about us. You know, it's whatever. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm living in their mind rent-free. Probably the best I'll ever get. And then one of the recent Glenn Lowry, The Glenn Show podcast, was talking about all this stuff I'm talking about here also. And Glenn, he's a black man who lived in Chicago, I think as a, he's like a teenager or a young man, like in, in about 1962. And he's like, you know, all this stuff about the Hebrew Israelites and blacks are the real Jews. He's like, I heard all that. You know, he's like, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying I agree with it, but I heard all that stuff. You know, all people around me all over the place in 1962 Chicago were saying that kind of thing. And then he went to Israel. I think he did like a world tour of speaking engagements. But anyways, he went to Israel a few years ago or something. And I believe the name of the city is Dahoma. Like D-A-H-O-M-A. I don't know. Look it up. Hebrew Israelites, Israel city, something like that. I think it's Dahoma. Maybe it's Dahona. I'm going to call it that because Dahoma sounds too much like Dahomies, which is that <laughs> African slave trade movie the other day. But anyways, he went to Dahona, or whatever it's called, and... There's like a whole community, a whole bunch, I don't know how many, uh, basically African Americans who believe that they are the real Jews. They moved to Israel, and they moved to the city of Dahona, and Israel does not let in immigrants like America does. 
And so they went, you know, it was all Ill, it was all highly illegal against the laws to just move to Israel. You can't normally do that unless you're a Jew. But, you know, the Jews in Israel are very similar to the Jews here. And so they came, they had this uncomfortable uh, situation where you could either kick a bunch of black people out of Israel or you could just say, you know what, let them stay. And then, you know, no one will call us a racist. And so that's what they decided to do. They got to stay. And there's this theory that um, black people dislike Jews because they're white. And so there's not a million studies and polls asking black people how they feel about Jews, because obviously that's forbidden knowledge. You might not get the answer that you were hoping for, you know, woke professor who's doing the study. But there was a study, and it was hard to read. It was very, very scientific. It's the only one I could find. But the answer is, black people dislike Jews more than white people. So they dislike them extra. But I can't remember exactly how much extra. It was something like, they dislike them an extra 0.3 standard deviations or something. Something that was hard to parse. So then they're talking about how crypto and the NBA are kind of in bed. At least two ways. So one thing is, I think crypto companies bought a bunch of stadium naming rights i guess the lakers play in a stadium that's now called crypto.com and then there's the recent crypto crisis with ftx and sbm or whatever anyways the guy that guy is jewish i don't i don't think he has that much to do with the nba other than i think he maybe bought the naming rights to the miami nba team but i guess let's put it this way the most famous crypto scammer ever by a factor of a hundred, is a Jewish man. And then apparently, NBA players really got into crypto. They got a bunch of money. They're easy to scam. You know, they didn't, you know, you, you can decide why they're easy to scam, but they are. And so apparently, NBA players writ large have lost a ton of money based on crypto scams. And so when they look around for someone to blame, who's it going to be? Another thing Glenn was saying that I think from like the 50s to the 70s, um, there were like Jewish neighborhoods in, you know, big cities, New York, etc. And those kind of became black neighborhoods. And I think the Jews kind of, they, they moved out, you know, as they got richer, they kind of moved out. And then as the black people came in, who was the landlord? Well, it, you know, it very possibly could be a Jewish landlord in this, you know, I guess what became slums. And so the way Glenn was putting it was on one side of the door would be a Jewish landlord landlord demanding the rent. And on the other side of the door would be a black man who didn't have the money to pay the rent. And obviously that's not going to create a lot of friendships right there. Twitter handle at Anti-Woke Podcast. And thanks for listening.